You're listening to Future Compatible. I'm your host, Devna Gandhi. On this podcast, you'll hear me talk to CEOs and promoters about how they keep their businesses agile through global uncertainty and plan for the future. On today's show, I speak to Dipali Goenka, CEO and MD, Wellspun Living Limited. She has steered the company to become one of the largest home textile companies and the biggest supplier to the U.S. She's been responsible for taking the Wellspun brand with its superior quality of home and bath linens to homes in India and across the globe. Hi, Dipali. Hi, it's hi. lovely to see you. And right off the bat, I'm going to ask some hard questions, but I know you're up to the task. <laughs> so you're coming off a few weak quarters, but your latest quarter has been outstanding and one of your best yet. Did you expect this? Were you sort of planning for this? So Devna, basically the market picked up. Last year was a complete slowdown where... I think it was an aftermath of COVID. You know, the freight went crazy, the commodities went crazy. And as a result, the retailers had very expensive inventories, you know. So by the end of it, what we saw was the aftermath of the kind of destocking that they did. You know, so that's the reason the orders started coming in as well. So yeah, that's where it is. Let me just give you a little perspective of what Wellspin Living is all about today. The core businesses definitely is a very mega part of it. Uh, then you have the emerging businesses as well. So yeah, so it's a combination of both. Last year, and I think always I've seen that after uh, these kind of uh, contagious illnesses that come in, uh, there is that kind of uh, slow, uh, slow thing that happens to an economy across the globe. But yeah, that's where it is, yeah. And you were talking about now, you're not just home textiles, you have flooring, you're advanced textiles. Um, do you think all these diversifications helped and have helped? Because you've had reasonable growth in your flooring business. So Devna, this is all part of the vision that we have as a company. So when we talk about home textiles, the clear thing that comes to your mind is that, you know, Wellspin India or Wellspin Living is a manufacturer. But today, yes, B2B is an integral part of what we do. But yes, our consumer businesses also are taking on. And um, when we talk about flooring, which is a part of what we are taking on, um, this is going to be a part of a home solution that we have as well spun uh, India well spun living now. So yes, that's where it is. And consumer business is going to be where we are going to be seeing uh, India grow. And you know, that, you know, as Martin Wolf has said, that, you know, by 2030 or 2050, India will be consuming 30% of the consumption more than the United States of America. So you can really see that happening now. And India is growing. And for us, India is going to be a very important market. So is, of course, the United States of America that consumes around 34% of world's consumption of home textiles as well. Yes. And... Leading from that, uh, given that India is a leader of export of home textile to the U.S. with a very significant market share, you are at the forefront of that. But now that economy is growing at single digits, if that. That is going to be a challenge. So how are you going to be tackling that? And also Europe, 
people are almost proclaiming Europe as a near-dead economy, which is obviously an exaggeration. But how are you dealing with this? So, Devna, one thing, we let's be very, very, very clear. And as I earlier said as well, United States of America will continue to be this mammoth that's going to consume and guzzle the kind of home textiles because it consumes 34% of the home textiles globally. So even that single digit is important. But Devna, to your point, let me just give you a perspective of the landscape of retail in America first. And then I'll come to India as well. So when we talk about United States, you had a landscape of mass retailers. You had the clubs, you had departmental stores, and we were the private label, right? And now if I look at where we are today, the consumption of mass retailers is growing, the clubs is growing, and the discounters is growing. The discounters and mass retailers are giving a kind of positive and great results comparatively. And you will see the footfalls there. But it is the departmental stores that are struggling. Now, when I come to Wellspun as where we are, I think we are not just doing towel and sheets. We also bring fashion bedding. We also bring rugs and carpets and, of course, the flooring. And for us, the whole thing is about the share of shelf. When I talk about the share of shelf, it is not just the core and the private label that I'm talking. I'm going to increase my share of shelf. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to do it with my kind of, you know, the brands that I'm talking about, the licenses that I'm talking about. And you know, Martha came to India as well right now. And we have a license of Martha in America. So that gives me a share of shelf, not only in, in the terms of towel and sheets, but in the other categories as well. Other retailers as well, which are not present otherwise, right? And I have something like a creative collab that I have these influencers on the West Coast, East East Coast. And they give me a turnaround, not, not just in the United States of America, but in Canada as well. So that is the kind of opportunity, Devna, that happens. The other thing, important thing, India is at the forefront of outsourcing. And with, you know, where China is, and China will be continuing to do what it is. But I think India stands a great opportunity in terms of outsourcing and being the country of sourcing for a lot of countries now. So it's going to be also the displacement strategy that I think a lot of other people are looking at, a lot of retailers are looking at, because India is the strongest democracy and it is becoming the supply chain partner to a lot of retailers as well. So I think that's something I will see continuing happening, along with the share of shelf that will continue to uh, take on. Now let's come to UK and Europe. UK and Europe consume another 34% of the consumption of home textiles. Um, they are challenged. So I have tied up with a brand called Disney here, Disney Marvel here in the UK and Europe. That gives me an opportunity to get the share of shelf. There are a lot of retailers that you wouldn't be even aware of, Devna. There are not a lot of distributions that you know the brands go to, go to, which we are not even aware of. So it also gives me that share of shelf and the extension of that share of shelf. That's going to be an opportunity again. FTA, which is right around the corner for UK, will be another opportunity where you know that we were at a back foot compared to uh, the countries like Pakistan and Bangladesh. So I think that's going to be another important aspect when I talk about UK. Now let's come to the other part of uh, the rest of the world, which is like the GCC countries. We're definitely going to see a growth here. Now with Australia, we already have an FTA. So that gives me an opportunity to penetrate not only with home textiles, but with my flooring and hospitality as well. Japan, again, is an opportunity because there's a displacement of China happening there as well. So if I look at this kind of a global landscape, this is where India has an opportunity, not just Wellspun. And now when I come to India, 
So India is going to be a very big opportunity. And, you know, we've been into this market since 2003. You know, when I started my stint into business, if you remember that, and I launched Spaces here. Today, if I look at where we are, and I think we have that lead here, and we are the highest distributed brand for, you know, home textiles now. So we are around 15,500 stores for Wellspun in the MBOs I'm talking about. And Spaces is the most popular brand in the modern retail as well. And we are looking, if I look at, you know, uh, our 2026 numbers where we want to, and that, that's a vision, and that is absolutely, we are close, we are, we are you know, closing to that. We are looking at around 15,000 crores for Wellspun with a cake of 23%. And retail is going to be 1,700 out of that. And uh, 500 is going to be flooring as well in that. And if I look at the flooring business in totality, that's going to be around 2,500 crores and advanced textile 1,000 crores. And we can see that happen because if I look at the quarter three this time, our emerging businesses contributed around 28% to the top line as well. So yes, definitely that's an opportunity, but that's a part of the strategy in the terms of becoming not only just an important B2B partner to our retailers and partners, but also a consumer popular brand, right? So a B2C presence in India as well. So, you know, the um, anti-China sentiment, do you think that is substantial right now or are they coming back? Is that sentiment going to help the Indian sort of companies maintain their numbers even in a slowdown? So, um, let me give you a perspective here. First of all, China is the factory of the world. Even to compete with China, China is a decade or decade earlier, you know, ahead of India. And even in the terms of what we are talking about uh, as an opportunity, China needs it, right? They have the satellite extensions into Vietnam. They have satellite extensions into a lot of other countries. Having said that, India has a great opportunity in the terms of the relationships that we have with a lot of countries and becoming that supply chain partner. So now let me talk to you about even cotton. Earlier, China was the biggest exporter apart from the, the biggest you know, grow of cotton. But today, if I look at India, India is becoming the biggest exporter of cotton because of the Xinjiang cotton and the traceability issues that China had, right? And the kind of relationships that are happening. I think India, India definitely stands a chance there. And not only because of the, you know, because China is at a disadvantage, because India has an opportunity here. As you said, India is a democracy where, you know, relationships are forged with, the perception is with rational, sustainable partners. Yes, you're absolutely right there, Devna. Because even if I talk about uh, the whole supply chain, when I talk about cotton, which is the raw material, and also um, in the terms of the manpower, I think we have it all here and in the kind of infrastructure that we're talking about. The thing that I'll give you a perspective about flooring, and I think that's where we've seen the kind of an upside more. We are actually one of the most modern plants in this part of the world for flooring. A lot of its supply chain is dependent on China. But we are indigenizing the whole supply chain in India. So that's a huge opportunity that we have. And also with the kind of MSME partners that you, uh, you know, build the relationships with. So today, Wellspoon works with more than 200 such kind of MSMEs here. So what is it doing? It is also building an ecosystem here, Devna. And the opportunity that we have, and I see as Wellspoon here, is about sustainability. That again is a very key index to whatever we are doing. Where even our, you know, our vendor partners 
are on a platform called sedex you know 90 people have already registered and we are continuing to grow that so i think the whole thing is going to be in a way of sustainable uh, growth that we are looking at deepna here so pressure points obviously for the future um do lie in the fact that the us is precarious if yet growing uk and europe pose definite uh, sort of risks freight costs war uh, the recent war in israel i mean has it had an impact obviously freight costs have started normalizing but that all these things pose a threat right like war climate change global instability so how do you deal with these pressure points even forex volatility so there's sort of pressure from everywhere while there's opportunity how are you dealing with that so devna last year was a very interesting year for us and for me as a leader for me it was an introspection time to look at how we were working you know and the thing is don't the other industries work like this closer home you have gold right when i look at gold you know there's a turmoil there's kind of an mrp that is set but how do you work backwards so now post covid the world hasn't been the same it has changed forever and changed for good these challenges are going to be there the war is going to be in the you know uh, it was ukraine and now the you know there's another war that's coming and the challenges will be there the freight the commodities how are we going to take our destiny in our own hands how are we going to look at ourselves is what we are working on there the very big example i'll give you is about pakistan you know they only have one kind of cotton okay you know they are the most competitive cotton how do they do it they made it into their advantage so i think we have lot of lessons to be learn- learned and that's what i did last year so i'm very very clear about it there are going to be challenges and they're going to remain america you know but we are very clear on our path or what we need to do here and that's what we are focused on here in the terms of the commodities yes freight had a challenge now we know i mean i went and met all the freight partners that we had myself do you keep your contracts really agile now rather than long term they have to be and relationships agile open ended spot everything is a mix of everything devna what about climate change on commodities you know climate change is a serious threat how do you sort of plan for that devna climate change is going to be a reality and i'll tell you one thing we took this on very early and sustainability you know you know it is kind of everybody talks about it as a buzzword somebody says rip sustainability listen it's for real sustainability is only the way forward to do business sustainably now imagine anjar and you know devna about anjar we use 30 million liters of water there every day for our textiles but not a drop of fresh water is being used there because we invested in the stp there and we pay royalty to the villages so the farmers get water for irrigation and there's you know potable water for the communities there similarly now with the green the gag emissions we're going green as a company and as well as for living by 2030 we want to be green and the other things as well reaching out to communities 100000 people we are working with the farmers so they know you know this is going to be for real it is about how you want to do business for us Dow Jones sustainability index is for real we get measured every year so our index is like now 59 i'm targeting 70 so i'll have to also look at my scope 3 now like i upcycle now rags at uh, you know wellspun living at anjar and the other factories and my women are using it to make rugs and carpets and cushions out of it 
and they're earning around 20,000 rupees per month. And they're operating their bank account and the child is going to school. It is all about everything, embracing the communities, looking at what the reality is going to be in the terms of sustainability. And we know this is for real. Let's face it and let's be very, very clear that this is the only way we got to do businesses. And it's going to be the only way forward for all of us here, even in the terms of governance. If we are not going to take that, and I always tell everybody here, when I also, when I go on channels and share our, uh, you know, numbers and, uh, you know, results, uh, you know, I always say, please stop judging us and evaluating us quarter on quarter. Look at the long vision that we have we and the sustainable vision that we have. So we are going to be best in the terms of sustainability. We are going to be best in the terms of governance, very, very clearly. And that is the resolve that Wellsville Living has and I have. That's fantastic, Dipali. Lastly, um, you know, given the challenges that have happened over the last couple of years, you've been an incredible leader. I mean, I think COVID, even before COVID, there were challenges. But COVID and after that, there have been global uncertainties and threats um, that have come up that are new, that India hasn't seen before, that globally companies have not seen before. How do you keep leadership agile, mentally strong. There must have been moments in the last couple of years where you feel incredibly nervous for the future. Yes, Devna. And uh, it's for real. And sometimes as leaders, I think all of us go through our own phases where you wonder what needs to be done. But there's one thing that I, I always do, Devna, is about communicating very transparently to my teams. Even the challenges. And it is about collaborating and owning the responsibility together. So I remember the last year where, you know, the commodities went up. But I think each one of us, even the factories, we all work together to see how we can make the product more competitive. Even during the COVID times, I was more in front of my people on the floor, celebrating with them every small thing so that, you know, we are together. And I think it's about communicating. And if I talk about the other things as well, you know, Industry 4.0 is for real. AI is for real. Predictive analytics is for real. So for me, now my whole factories are working on Industry 4.0. One of my programs, which my teams took and led, got a NASCOM award as well. Key thing is to get them and lead it and see for themselves, you know, and make them your leaders, make them the owners of that vision is where things happen, Devna. You know, and I have 17,000 people. How do I inspire them? I have a program called Manthan where my shop floor people, are, you know, are recognized for kind of the innovations that they do. So these are the things that small, small things that really make a difference. Dipali, do you think India is going to face its own challenges, unemployment, upskilling, lack of upskilling? Do you think there is going to be some impact of the global recession on India and Indian jobs for the future? Is that going to be a big challenge? Not to mention AI. No, no. I think AI is an opportunity and it is about upskilling. So my teams at Wellspin India, Wellspin Living, are being upskilled. My blue collar are being upskilled for Industry 4.0. There are programs that I'm doing for my teams as well. So there is a challenge, but there's an opportunity. I mean, we are talking about the largest population in the world. We are talking about the largest manufacturing in the world now. If we talk about that, There'll be jobs for everyone here. And from the blue collar to the white collar to everybody here. And along with it, the women now. And that's the opportunity that the government is giving us as well and getting recognized. 
So definitely, uh, Devna, challenges will remain, but there are always solutions for everything as well. And we also have to, as uh, corporates, take that responsibility and accountability to make that happen. It's not just going to be the government. We have to work together to make that happen. Thank you, Dipali. I think you've proved to us all that if you're not dynamic, you're dead. And I think you have, and Wellspun, thanks to you, has an amazing future. And I can't wait to see what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Devna. Thank you. This was Future Compatible with me, Devna Gandhi. Do stay connected with more of our coverage at The Core. You can check out our website or sign up to our newsletter, www.thecore.in, or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook as well. We would love your feedback, so do write to us at feedback at the Thank you for listening.